Hey, hey, what's up, good people? This is your girl, Lady Natasha Daniels, coming back to you live for another episode of Go With God podcast. Uh, Super duper excited to be with you guys. Listen, this is part two of Who Is Natasha Daniels. Um, As you guys had the opportunity to kind of take a look from the previous podcast, uh, this is something that we're going to be doing where we're going to be talking about all different topics. Um, You guys are going to have opportunities to ask me questions. I'll be able to talk about them. Um, But the goal and the purpose of the podcast is to really make sure that in everything that we do, that we go with God. Our final decision is to go with God, but also that we find out what he has to say about the situation. Um, We'll always start out with the scripture and we'll always start out with prayer. And then we'll go ahead and we'll get into the meat of things. Uh, Last topic that we were talking about is who is Natasha Daniels. And I kind of let everybody know that I'm still discovering who I am. Um, I'm not all the way there yet. Uh, We had some scripture to back that up. We had Psalms. Uh, 139 to back that up uh, verses 14 through 15 where it talks about being made in secret Um, but I didn't get an opportunity to tell you guys what I actually do know about myself Uh, so in this particular podcast or in this particular episode wanted to take a few minutes just kind of talk about what I do know about myself I did give you a little bit of background about my family about my brothers my mom, my dad, I didn't get an opportunity to talk about my papa bear which is my dad number two 2.0 love him so much, uh, Nelson Moore. Um, so I want to kind of dig into that cause I'm sure people are like, well, tell us about you. Tell us about who you are other than the obvious, which is uh, being a praise and worship leader. And, and, you know, my husband, Jasper Daniels, you know, even talking about that, talking about marriage, uh, all that good stuff. So in this particular episode of go with God, uh, who is Natasha Daniels, I do want to kind of talk about what I do know about myself. Uh, So let's go ahead and hit it with prayer. Dear God, we thank you for today. We thank you for every opportunity that you've given us. Thank you for the stars, the moon. God, thank you for everything. Thank you for the earth. Thank you for allowing us to be here at this specific time. God, we pray that we always make you proud in everything that that we do. We pray that we give your name glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Uh, Amen. Uh, Really quickly, um, I actually learned um, prayer because I've heard people say sometimes, you know, that the way I pray is different. Um, and actually my husband's father taught us how to pray. Um, we were talking about the model prayer, which is our father who art in heaven, hallowed be the, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I believe it's in Matthew. Um, one of the things that he broke down for us in a Bible study is that you never go to God with asking him for stuff for yourself. You always give, you always go to God with exaltation. That's why it starts with our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he gave us some more precepts about asking for forgiveness and talking to the father and being grateful and being gracious to him. Uh, So oftentimes when I'm talking to God or when I'm doing a prayer, I honestly don't always say what I want. Um, I do that in my private time, but when I'm doing corporate prayer, I just lift it up and then I kind of go with whatever, you know, I feel like my Holy spirit is telling me for that atmosphere. But uh, just a little nugget to everybody that when you guys are doing prayer and stuff like that, Make sure in anything that you do, even when you're doing prayer, uh, prayer, praise and worship, um, preaching, make sure that you give God his just due before you start, you know, bombarding him with stuff. Um, it's not only extremely important, but imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Imagine if the only time that people came to you was just to ask you for stuff and then expected you to do it. Uh, so think about that next time that you guys are going into prayer. But anyway, that's my little sidebar nugget. So. Uh, Psalm 139 is what we talked about a little bit last week or last time uh, that we had our podcast. And uh, just to kind of reread it again for you guys, it just says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And this is David, you know, kind of admonishing and talking to the father. 
And that my soul knows well. And the, that is italicized in some of the versions of the Bible. Um, and the reason for that is because the that that they are referring to are God's works. The soul knows very well that which is God's works. The soul knows God's works. So if we don't consciously know, trust me, your spirit knows. A lot of people call it a sixth sense or intuition, not your spirit. <laughs> let's, let's just call it like it is. It's your spirit. And the truth of the matter is your spirit knows things. That's how you're able to go into, it seems like futuristic moments and times or what you call deja vu. Um, and it's because your spirit already knows things that you consciously are still trying to become aware of. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, but verse 15, it says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Uh, you know, and I believe that what David is referring to here, you know, he's talking about how pretty much we're made from the dust. We're made from the ground of the earth. You know, can't forget about that in Genesis where it does talk about that. You know, we're made from the dust of the earth. That's why they turn around and say, uh, dust to dust and ashes to ashes in some religions. Um, some of them say that because that's, that's what we're made from. You know, if you do studies and stuff like that on what dirt and dust is, is dead cells. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to gross nobody out, but, uh, you know, take some time and, and, and really kind of think about it. You know, when you look at the Bible, obviously there's a lot of times where it can seem as, as, as if it's very fictitious. Um, but the truth of the matter is that science is still explaining what's already been written. Uh, so somewhere in, in, you know, somewhere in it, you're going to have to kind of, you know, give props for not just the writers of the book, but also the creator of the Bible. He is the true and living King. And for that, we love him and I love him. Um, so we were talking about that and how important it is for you to not only know who you are, but understand that there are still parts of you and spots of you that are still being revealed. God is still revealing a lot of things. And sometimes you're not aware of them. Sometimes though, you may have inklings, um, of that. I think about a time when I was younger and my mom, uh, one of the things that she did was she tried to get me into music early. I'm not going to, not going to even lie. Uh, so growing up as a kid, you know, after my family got a, you know, my parents got divorced. Um, we weren't, we weren't really in, in church, but my mom would send us to like sing in the choir. Um, but once my parents got a divorce, you know, we really kind of started you know, hitting the ground running with church. So I want to say about 10 years old, I, I really kind of, I guess you could say, got serious about the choir and got serious about music and singing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and even then I wasn't serious. I just had to do it because my mom was, <laughs> uh, the, as she would, <laughs> as she would call it the pianist. Uh, so for those of us who, who understand music, know that a piano player is the proper title or term <laughs> for a piano player is a pianist. And my mom, you know, to a bunch of kids used to always say that she would say, you know, my name is Lisa, you know, sister Lisa, uh, uh, um, uh, over 10. I don't know if she called herself May at, May at the time, um, being as though they were getting divorced. Uh, but let's just say she used over 10. She can correct me when she comes on if, if I'm wrong. Um, but she would turn around and she would be like, um, I'm your pianist. And we would just all fall out laughing. And she would, she would have the audacity to make us feel <laughs> like we were being immature. But if you hear what I'm saying, it sounds very, very similar to, to, to the male genitalia. And for a bunch of 10, 11 and 12 year olds, you know, I mean, like that's hilarious. But it also for me, Ron and Carl was torture because she was our mom. She was our mom for the kids choir. And she would say stuff like that. And we would just look at her like, mom, 
can you not do that? Man, I've got so many stories about my mom and some of the things that she would do. I love that woman to know. And mom, I love you. Um, but my mom was a great mom. She is a great mom. She's a phenomenal mom. And as many of you guys want her to be your mom, she can't be cause she's mine. Um, but my mom used to try and get me into music when I was younger and I was interested, but I wasn't interested. Um, she got me a piano and you know, everybody had the Casios lift your hands, raise your hands. If you had a Casio, I spiritually see you all because you did everybody's like breakout keyboard was the Casio and mine used to light up. But during Christmas one year, I had one that you actually would like, um, you know, do the little switches for and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was a little one, maybe like, I don't know, two feet wide and it was a little one and stuff and my hands were always chunky anybody who's actually seen me in person knows my hands is pretty thick you know I don't take no <laughs> I don't take no offense to it but you know and trying to play that was really difficult so my mom kind of upgraded me to a, a bigger Casio and um it had like little light up light up Jones on there and you know I would play in my spare time I would put have a matter of fact I just found a picture I'm gonna post it uh maybe on my social media page uh, I found this picture of me with these God awful headphones on. So back in the day, you know, I know everybody's got beats and I'm actually wearing some beat headphones right now, but back in the day, like, you know, we had Walkman and cassette players. So you kind of had the little flimsy headphones that came with that. And, um, I used to plug it up to my keyboard and I would just like play. I would just, you know, put little songs together, put little music together, uh, all that good stuff. And then, um, my mom got herself a keyboard. Uh, she got herself a big one. So I would play on that one too. And, you know, you used to play, like, you used to play or touch like the demo and you would hear all the magical things that would come out of the demo. And I always thought it was pretty cool. Uh, just the composition of music. Um, but I got on the keyboard because I kind of grew up having a keyboard and I'm going somewhere with this. And so, um, it came a time where my mom felt as though I was ready for more music, um, production. Uh, my mom saw something in me that I did not see in myself at middle school level, which I believe is what, 11 years old, 12 years old. Uh, and I'm going somewhere with this because I, I truly believe that um, this is kind of how God is when it comes to us about us still being revealed. Um, so stick with me here. So she bought me this, um, this program, a MIDI program, which are now popular. I'm using a MIDI now. Um, they're super duper popular now. But at that time, back in the day, I'm 32. So 20 plus years ago, I didn't really know what it was. I didn't really understand it. And there used to be a program called Cakewalk. And my mom purchased it for me and uh, set me up with my music teacher to, to try and take some piano lessons because she saw in me um, my love for music. Um, but can I just tell you guys, I didn't want to be taught music. I wanted to play music on my terms. I wanted to sing on my terms. I wanted to... Um, right on my terms. I wanted to do all of that on my terms because I was afraid of not being good. You know, uh, uh, one thing I'm learning about myself is when you do things on your own terms, it's normally because you don't really think that you're, you're, you're good enough, um, to handle critique. Uh, and what I mean by that is anybody who is great understands that tweaking is necessary to be great. But I truly believe that when you're always doing something by yourself for the world not to see, it's normally because you don't think that you're good enough to do it. Um, and one of the things that I've always battled with in my life is fear. Uh, 
And so I was afraid to um, do it, to be critiqued on it, to not be good at it. And I know I broke my mom's little heart, <laughs> but I didn't use it. Um, I made her take it back to the store. Um, I didn't want to do no keyboard. Um, I wanted to do everything on my own and in my own terms and on my own time. Um, and looking back on it 20 years, here I am at 32 and I wish, yes, mom, I am saying it publicly. I wish I had done it 20 years ago because I believe I would have been quote unquote ahead of the game. Now, I always tell my students and I always tell my people in servant leadership that you are always on time. Uh, that's a whole nother topic that we could talk about at another time, but you're always on time. You know, your, your mistakes and, and the things that you're going to do, you are still always on time because everything is already inside of you. Uh, so you're always on time. Uh, that's why God is always on time with you because you're always on time with him. Um, and so, um, I can honestly say, looking back over my life, I wish that I had taken heed to what my mother saw in me because I do feel in some areas that I would have been. There, there's a consciousness about me because I'm consciously aware that I had the opportunity. I am consciously aware that I had the opportunity and I did not take the opportunity. So consciously, I feel as though I could be further along than what I am today. But unconsciously, God knew I wasn't going to do that stuff. <laughs> God knew I wasn't going to do that stuff. And the reason why I say unconsciously is because I also have to think about where my life would have been if I had started music early. I would not obviously be on the same course that I'm on right now. And I believe that the course that I'm on right now has already been uh, ordained by God, the good and the bad, so that I can get to wherever it is that I need to go because of the choices that I was going to make. So I said all that to say, when it talks about in the scripture being hidden and all the secret things, you know, I equated it to my mother because I was not aware of who I was going to become, but I do believe that God gave my mother inkling on who and what I was going to become as I grew up. And so if I parallel it to the scripture, God has put things inside of you that as you continue to live, he's going to put people in your life to make sure that you get where you're supposed to go. And I can't stress this enough to younger generation as well as older generation. Missed opportunity doesn't necessarily mean that you missed your call in life, but it does mean that somebody will come back around with an opportunity for you. And let me tell you this, you're going to have to work the opportunity. Here I am now at 32 and I'm just now learning how to use MIDI players and I'm just now learning how to better play keyboard and progressions and majors and minors. And yes, there are things that I probably could have done at a younger age, but because of my stubbornness, I didn't want to at a younger age. And while I don't regret it because I believe that the path that I went down has gotten me to this place, I can honestly say that just like how a parent tries to invest in what God is revealing to them. God also makes those opportunities to us as he begins to show us who we are and what we are. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. And I wanted to give a shout out to my mom, uh, for as many times, <laughs> poor baby, as many times as I broke her heart on so many things that I didn't want to do. I am still thankful for her planting those seeds in my life because here I am now 
doing a podcast for you guys. I'm in music. I do recordings. I am a recording artist. I have music on Apple. Um, I work a nine to five. Uh, I am a co-pastor. All those things that I never thought I would be. I have been those things and I am still becoming more. Um, and so mama just wanted to give you a shout out real quick and just tell you, thank you. But it also really hit well on my point, um, because that's really how life is. And that's how life in God is. God will reveal things to people around you to help you get to where you need to get to. You don't have to know everything in order for you to arrive where you need to be. Let me say that again. You do not have to know everything in order for you to arrive where you need to be. You just need to trust God as he's revealing those things to you. Amen. Amen. All right. So I know for some of you guys, it's like, man, she kind of went left. All right. I'm coming back. Cause I know y'all probably want some juice. Like, well, who is she? Um, so I am a pastor's wife currently. Uh, my husband, Jasper T. Daniels, the third, I love you, sweetheart. Um, that's my husband, but he's also my pastor. Uh, my mother, as I stated before, I love her, you know, with all my life, I've got three brothers. I think I said that in the previous podcast, my father, Ron senior. Um, and then I also have my, uh, my bonus parent, uh, my dad 2.0, which is Nelson Moore. Uh, that's my stepdad for those who, who are trying to figure out what is a bonus dad or a 2.0 dad. Um, that's my stepfather, but he's been with me for so long that he's my dad. Uh, he takes care of me. He loves me. He does everything. Uh, so I have a great support system and a great network of people, um, who really kind of keep me grounded and who push me to where I need to be and what I need to be doing. Um, I'm a scaredy cat. A lot of people don't know that about me unless they bang with me. I am a scaredy cat. And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and throw it out there on the airways too. I'm gullible. Child, I went to a chiropractor one time. Uh, not a chiropractor. What's some other people who stick you with the needles? Um, oh, man, I can't think of them at the, off the top of my head. Not a chi- I've, I've been to a chiropractor too. But what's the people who stick you with the needle? Um. Y'all know who they are. I can't think of their name at the moment, but you know who they are. And child, when he went to go stick me with, with, with a, with a needle, you know, he pretty much had told me that, you know, I don't have, (laughs) he said, I don't have to put a long needle in you. Um, I don't have to put a long needle in you because you're very suggestible. (laughs) All I have to do is tap it, you know, or tap your blood flow to let it know that something has, um, has been put into your system and your system will just kind of line right up. Um, and I thought it was really interesting when he told me that I'm gonna figure out what the name of them people are who put the needles in you. Cause I can't think child. Um, but let me tell you when he told me that, um, it really kind of opened my eyes to, um, who I really am. Um, I'm acupuncture. That's what it's called. Acupuncture. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say that I don't take things into consideration or that, you know, if you, if you tell me to do something bad, I'm going to do something bad. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I thank God because I always give people chances. Um, there have been a lot of moments and times in my life where maybe I shouldn't, you know, have always been so lax. Uh, gullible as he would have said, but I thank God for that because it's helped me to have a heart of forgiveness. Uh, One of the things about me that a lot of people um, learn after they've encountered me is that I'm very forgiving. Um, And I thank God for that, but I also love hard. Um, So I get hurt a lot. I don't always show it. 
Um, and sometimes that has been my downfall because I don't show people when I'm hurt. I just keep moving. Um, but I'm learning that there, there are times where you really need to kind of process what just happened to you. So that way you can heal, uh, moving forward is not healing. And what I mean by that is moving and not, not making sure that the, that the wound has gotten proper care, uh, doesn't mean that you've, you've healed just because you've moved on. Every wound needs proper care or continue to get infected. It just needs the right hit for the scab to come off. Um, and so I, I want to kind of put, you know, that feeler out there to let somebody know who's moving injured. You need to get that wound taken care of. Take the time that you need to go ahead and get that wound taken care of because it will show up in a relationship later on down the road. I cannot tell you how many times my uh, wounds and scabs have shown up in my marriage when I thought that they were over just because I was able to move. Um, but just because you can move doesn't mean you don't have a limp. Um, and so I want to encourage somebody at that particular moment just to, you know, make sure that you get those wounds and, and things taken care of. All right. Um, we've only got a few minutes, um, but I also wanted to kind of just talk about, I know people are trying to figure out, you know, well, what do you like? You know, what don't you like all that good stuff? So, uh, I grew up, um, in a lot of different places. My family was in the military. Uh, my dad was in the military. Um, and so I grew up in quite a few different places. Um, I've been to Japan. Um, I was born in Vegas. <laughs> so the wild side of me is Vegas. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really a square deep down inside. I'm a square. Uh, but Vegas, I was born in Vegas. Uh, we used to live in different parts of New Jersey. Um, and currently my, my hometown is in South Jersey. Um, so that's where I reside at now is in South Jersey. Uh, I went to, to, to all white schools. I was the only, the only, you know, really, really, uh, good. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that. I, I was pretty good in sports. So remember, like I told you guys before in the previous podcast, I grew up with all brothers. Well, growing up with all brothers means what? Yes, that's correct. They got all boyfriends, you know, friends that are male. So I grew up around nothing but guys. Um, and we'll talk about that in a later podcast because it totally, uh, changed a lot of things about me. Um, as I had some experiences happen to me, uh, in my age, um, but also being around guys, you know, just feeling more comfortable blending in, uh, with the guys, not hitting on them. Let me make that very clear, not hitting on them. Um, but I started to kind of blend in with them to the point where all I wanted to do was just kind of hang around my brothers. I did not know how to hang around, uh, young ladies. Um, I'll never forget. I used to go to summer camp. And they used to be like, Tasha, you want to play double Dutch? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> I would sit on the sidelines actually and wait for one of the guys to let me play basketball. Um, and so, you know, I'll talk about some of my basketball stories too. Uh, I love sports. Um, basketball, uh, was one of my favorite sports broke many records, um, in my schools, uh, that I played at. But, um, when I got to high school in my final year, I actually didn't play. Uh, had a really bad time with the uh, coaching staff. Um, and I was going to transfer schools, but I didn't want to leave my best friend, Ivy Abiona. Ivy, what's going on, girl? Um, and for some people, it's like, well, it's not like you was playing. So, yeah, but I wasn't ready to start fresh. I spent all my life playing basketball, and I didn't want to leave her. Um, and so, actually, it gave me an opportunity to coach the freshman basketball team. Um, gosh, 
man, I've done some things, man. I have done some things. But anyway, uh, so basketball is what I love. I haven't played in a long time because, shh, don't tell him. But um, Jasper don't like sports. Um, and so it's difficult to kind of <laughs> keep your love for things with somebody who uh, isn't into that. Um, and that's another topic when we start talking about marriage, how not to lose yourself uh, once you start yoking up and getting connected with people um, for a while there. So I stopped playing sports, um, but I'm starting to get back into sports, into the things that I love because it's a part of who I am and it's a part of my identity. I love boxing. Okay. I love me some boxing. I don't know about everybody else, uh, but I love boxing. Um, so if y'all want to do something, my husband bought me some boxing gloves. I just need to get to the gym. I do not like the gym. Now for some of you guys, you'll probably be like, boo, we could tell you don't like the gym. And I would say you're a hater. <laughs> um, I had an incident happen when I was younger. Um, I had gotten diagnosed with asthma. Um, I was doing a drill and I hated how it felt to have my breath taken away from me. So, um, for a long time, I needed to be occupied when I was doing activities so that I didn't have to think about potentially losing my breath. Um, and that's what kept me out of the gym for so long, but I'm here to declare I have finally went to the gym this year. Woo woo. Um, and I plan on going back to the gym because I'm learning that, uh, you know, the temple needs to be clean. We do not talk about this in the body of Christ because a lot of us are offended at the fact that our weight um, should not be a factor, but if Holy spirit lives on the inside of your temple, then the truth of the matter is we have to get this temple in order. Um, that's why people feel better when they're thinner. You know, there's a direct correlation with happiness and your size. Um, and you can read up on it and everything. There's a confidence that comes and some people think it's vain. Some people are vain, but they're, God did not call for us to be obese. Um, and that's something that I've kind of learned, um, and, and I'm accepting, um, and I'm praying that the Lord will help me with that because I'm definitely, uh, uh, obese. I am a beast and I am, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, <laughs> but I have to be honest, you know what I mean? I have to work on my temple because, um, I, I want the Holy spirit to live in a, a good place. Um, being as though he resides in us now. Um, but also I need to be healthy for my journey. You know, I can't be tired all the time and this and this and no, I got, I got to get myself together. Um, so, uh, that's one of the things as well. I don't know. I, right now I'm actually just kind of chit chatting. Um, you know, not because I don't have more things, but a lot of, a lot of the basics of Natasha Day are going to run into other topics. Um, so just give me a few more minutes. This is probably going to be one of the longer podcasts. Um, and it's just about, you know, my life and who I am. Um, I love Chick-fil-A. Uh, my husband has turned me on to Chick-fil-A. So I love Chick-fil-A, love fried chicken. I'm just learning to like sushi. Uh, fun fact, but I do not like raw sushi. It has to be cooked. Uh, my best friend, Kiara, um, has kind of put me on to sushi. Her and her husband, Jamar, are really into Japanese and they're into just anything ethnic. Um, but especially Japanese and Asian uh, culture. Um, so she kind of got me into sushi. So I like sushi now. Um, one of my other favorite things, y'all can send this to me in the mail. Um, I love peanut butter. I get it from my mama. I love peanut butter. Um, and I love fun fact, mac and cheese. 
Um, I love cheeseburgers. I love wings. Yeah. Now y'all see why I'm obese. Yes. <laughs> I'm just messing. Listen, I'm not offended by it. I'm not, I look at myself in the mirror every day and I tell myself how sexy I am. So I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I am like a young man. <laughs> I am. I'm like a young man in what I like to eat. Um, I don't like fork and knife food. That's my husband. What I mean by that is like upscale restaurants, Italian, um, steak, seafood. Like that's him. He he's into that. The, the more bougie, the better I'm into. Let me pick it up with my hands. Let me dip it in some sauce. Let me put some blue cheese on it. Um, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm into as far as food is concerned. Um, I'm starting to get into hair. Um, my, uh, hairdresser is a beast. Uh, big shout out to, uh, Marlene and Mark beauty and wellness, uh, in Cherry Hill. If you need an appointment, hit me up. Um, and I'll refer you to her. Uh, she's definitely a sweetheart. Uh, truly enjoy what she's, um, been able to help do, uh, with my hair. I've been wearing it natural for some time now. And, um, hair is just not one of my favorite topics or my favorite subjects at all. Uh, but I am starting to get into hair. I love color. Uh, you guys will probably see it on the website and, and, and on the, on the podcast icon, you'll see me with my blue hair. I love color. Uh, but do not be fooled. These are weaves <laughs> and or wigs. I will not color my real hair. Um, not at all, but my hair does stay, you know, done, cut, trimmed and or braided. Uh, so I do take care of my hair, but absolutely. I will be a vixen in a heartbeat, uh, for the Lord. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some might be like, Ooh, she's sinning. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, I love hair. I'm getting into hair, I'm getting into fashion, uh, more to come about fashion. Uh, the Lord has been dropping some things in my heart about fashion. I know it seemed like every entrepreneur nowadays is into fashion. Listen, the industry is, is, is getting big for it. Um, but also for a girl my size, there's not a lot out there. I'm, I'm just going to be 100 with you. Unless we go into wearing men's clothing, there's not much out there for us. And they are starting to put more stuff out there for us. But at what cost? $100, you know, for a pair of jeans that are going to rip next week? Because <laughs> my thighs is always touching. Um, <laughs> so the inside of my jeans is always wearing out. Uh, so I'm sorry. Sorry, I got off topic. Uh, but I will be doing something about that. Um more to come on that. Um, and what else do I want you guys to know about me? I love to have fun. Um, you guys are going to hear me laughing and giggling and joking. I love to have fun. Um, but one of the things that I also like to do is be serious. I'm the type where, you know, let's have fun. Let's have a good time, but you need to be able to back up your words too. Um, I can't, I cannot stand when people don't back up their words. Uh, you need to be able to back up your words. Um, I believe that, you know, that type of boss status um, is dope. You know, don't just talk about it, but be about what you talk about. Um, so yes. So, so that's, that's Natasha Daniels. I know it's like, oh, she got a little ratchet. No, no, no. I didn't get ratchet, but I wanted to be honest and, and kind of explicit about who I am and what I am. Um, and like I said, if you guys have more questions, you know, let me know, uh, what kind of questions you guys have, but there are a lot of these stories that are going to delve into other topics. Um, so this is just the, the broad stroke of Natasha Daniels. I hope that you guys have enjoyed it, have enjoyed me uh, for today. As always, if you have some updates, comments, questions, or concerns, 
please hit me up at gwgpodcast at yahoo.com. Once again, gwgpodcast at yahoo.com. Um, I will answer your inquiry and, or who knows, I might just go ahead and put what you got to say on the show and maybe we'll have a topic about it. But, um, listen, I love you guys so much. And as always, as we say at the end of our broadcast, uh, in all things go with God. So make sure that at the end of the day, if you didn't hear nothing else that I say, Not only are you still discovering yourself, but be proud of the you that you have discovered. Uh, God has a lot to say about who you are and what you are. And you can find that in the scripture. But our highlight has been Psalms 139, 14 through 15. Um, And in all things, go with God. Be happy because at the end of the day, we got to live this life. And I'd rather us live this life with joy in our hearts than trouble in our hearts. Amen. All right, y'all. Love you. Catch you next time on Go With God.